The following is a Kingfisher Media production. You are listening to the What I Like About You podcast. This is Alexis Erlin, and today we have Jonathan Rivera. Jonathan is an aviation engineer who traveled the world for work until he decided to travel the world for purpose. He enjoys new people and new conversations. So you're here on this show today, Jonathan. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you became a world traveler? (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, And thank you for having me. It's it's a pleasure. Well, this this really started back in 2014 when I started working with American Airlines. And I started working with them in 2014 using my, my language skills because I'm, I actually speak uh, Spanish and Portuguese as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I, I, started, I started with them just uh, using my language skills and kind of working what we call the accessory shop, which is um, kind of the, the hangar and that it, it's kind of the smaller aircraft is what I was working on. Um, uh-huh. and, and, and it was good. It was good. Um, I really enjoyed it. But then in 2016, two years after that, I was actually promoted here to, uh, to Phoenix, to Phoenix, Arizona. And my job was, I kind of had two jobs. Four mm-hmm. days a week, what I would do is I would, I would be in an office. And then for, you know, usually on the weekends, what I do for three to four times a month is I would actually go on some of the routes that America, that American was uh, what they call um, code sharing with uh, the other airlines in the group, which is like British Airways, um, Cathay Pacific, Japan Airlines. So, you know, and and there would be like, you know, for example, like Los Angeles, London, um, you know, Los Angeles, Hong Kong. And and I had the opportunity to, to go on these flights. And this was mm-hmm. about, uh, yeah, about, about three to four times a month. And it was, it, it was, it was a unique job. I was, had been wanting to do it. And I had the opportunity to kind of, uh, travel to all these different cities, but it was for just a couple of days at a time. Um, mm-hmm. it was, it was usually about two to three, sometimes four days. So not really so, a whole lot of time to kind of, you know, sightsee. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it was the hours were really all over the place as well. <laughs> um, but what I did was I, I wanted to really maximize my time and I wanted to really maximize my experience. Mm-hmm. So what I started doing was I made it a goal that every place that I would go to, I tried to meet someone new and learn one new thing about the place I was going. And it wasn't necessarily just learning about the obvious, right? The right. Different food, different cultures, like something that I can almost read in a book or watch on a show. Uh-huh. I wanted to learn something weird, different, something, <laughs> yeah, sometimes even, even something dark about, about this place. And mm-hmm. meeting people, you know, I wanted to meet someone new and talk to someone new, have a conversation um, whether it be, you know, over food, which most of the times it was, um, mm-hmm. sure. or just, 
right? It's, um, I mean, food is a language we all speak, right? Yes, 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 my friend. (laughs) (laughs) And I started doing this in the beginning. I would just, you know, people watch. And if the situation was presented itself, then I would kind of, you know, start talking to somebody and tell them, oh, you know, I'm, I'm new. Can you tell me something a little bit about this place or this? And my goal was always to, to actually meet somebody and, and talk. In the beginning, it was very, it was very just walk up to people. But then after time, I, you know, the more research that I did, what I started doing is I started looking up people, emailing them saying, hey, um, can we meet up for, you know, um, or, or if you're going to have, I see that you're having an event, right? I mm-hmm. see that you're, you're having an event or, or you're, um, you know, th- this is your place, whether it be like a, you know, a, a business, a restaurant, like it, if they had any association with it, I would, you know, tell them, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be there. Can, can, can I go? Can I meet you there? Right. So you're basically like so. inviting yourself to some of these places. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which takes guts, but some. Sometimes that's like good. That's that's good because sometimes like people get shy and they're like, no, just like, yeah, invite yourself, like see what happens. <laughs> Worst that can happen is they say no, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And <laughs> it was, it, it, and the thing is that, you know, you know, especially with, with, with all these different places, like obviously I, I didn't live in this place, right? So I was, I was the foreigner, I was the visitor. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I use that to my advantage and, you know, I would, mm-hmm. I would just go up, you know, tell them, Hey, I, I, you know, about this place. I don't like, I want to learn from you, you know? And and I did. Mm -hmm. And I met some really, really interesting people. Like, um, you know, I, I really like to talk to, to, to anybody, but I've always had a special interest, I guess, in the people that were maybe a little bit, um, a little bit louder, a little bit more polarizing, a little bit, um, the, the the people that kind of had a um they were known or had a following of some sort like you know really really interesting people mm-hmm. um I, i've always had a, a special interest in them i guess um uh-huh. just because i'm fascinated by how people are and how how, how different and, and and how their opinion or their view of the world how it changes them and how it kind of dictates their life. You know, I've, I've always been fascinated by that. So, mm-hmm. and, and I continued, I continued well, even into 2020, um, you know, my, at the beginning of 2020, you know, travel kind of came to a halt right? Um, because of the pandemic, but, but my curiosity continued. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> It, it actually, it actually grew <laughs> um, mm-hmm. just because. Yeah, I think everyone's desire for travel and everything grew because, I mean, some of us weren't even allowed to leave our houses. I mean, that's, that's rough. That's got to be rough for a world traveler, you know, when, when you're ordered to stay home. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> and, yeah. and I know that people, you know, during this pandemic, we're suffering, you know, either from, you know, the actual virus, from financial hardship, from, right. you know, uh, you know, depression, even, you know, I, I know that it's, it's kind of hit us all differently. Um, and, and I, you know, I wanted to be sensitive to that because, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, I think that 
2020 had a lot of different highs and especially lows, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm, more lows sure. than highs. Um, right. Specifically here in the U.S., you know, we had our our election, and we had um, during the summer we had some, you know, racial inequality. It, it was just a a year full, full, full of all mm-hmm. sorts of things and all sorts of people, all sorts of opinions, all sorts of um, all sorts of people that were saying something, whether it be right or wrong or bad or good. People just yeah. wanted to <laughs> express themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. So when you were traveling and when you were meeting all these people, like, can you tell me, like, give me an example of maybe like one person that really stuck out, like during your travels, like what were, who were some of the polarizing, interesting people that you met? Thank you for listening to what I like about you. Please remember to like, follow and share. I remember when I was in France, I went to a small town, the small town of Toulouse. Uh, uh-huh. It's it's kind of the south of France, uh, the southeast. And I was going there, and I had a friend who lived there. And I kind of I had emailed him to tell him, ask him if he can help me and kind of be my tour guide. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me, um, he he kind of knew what I like to do and you know kind of explore. Um, and he had recommended, he told me, you know, there, there's a group right, out of, right outside of our town who um, they're actually, he goes, at the time, he didn't know how to explain it to me. He goes, they're either, you know, um, Masons, like, uh, you know, a Mason Lodge, or I think they're, they're a religious group of some sort. I'm like, but, you know, they're, they're open. They just have a really, they're a little out there is the word he used. <laughs> and I said, "Oh, uh-huh. I'm there. I'm going." <laughs> so, <laughs> so I remember I went when I when I was in the town, and I and, and you know I'm very respectful and I'm very you know um, I kind of I, I like to do my research before I go somewhere and talk to somebody, especially when it's like a, a, like a group of this kind, just because I want I, mm-hmm. I don't want to cross any lines, and and the last thing I I ever want to do is um, you know make someone upset or, or or really do anything that would compromise my 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 goal my mission which is to right to, to just learn from someone right so right yeah you want to make sure your handshake isn't going to be offensive exactly <laughs> you know things like that yeah exactly um and, and i did and I, I did i did my research and and you know i it was pretty safe for me to go and it was safe mm-hmm. for me to just show up. So I did. Um, and it turns out that they were a group of um, Messianic uh, Jews. Uh, so okay. they believed in, for example, like, you know, Christ being the, the Messiah, but they're still following the, um, the law of Moses. Traditional Jewish traditions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah. And I, and, and I thought that was super fascinating. And, and I, you know, I, I met with them. I, I sat in their, in their group, their service. And then I, and I, I mean, I kind of s- stuck out like a sore thumb. Um, <laughs> and at the end, you know, they were able to actually go ahead and uh, sit down and talk to me. 
So, so, so when they did, um, I, I really liked it because, you know, they, they, they were willing, they were willing to, you know, answer any questions I, I had, but really, you know, when I, when I started talking to him, I, I wasn't really asking him questions about what they believe in or, or why I wanted to know kind of more about him, his background, his, um, what his childhood was like, what, um, what he strives for in life. Like I, I really wanted to, to find out more about him so that I can try to comprehend and understand a little bit more about what he, why he believes in what, in, in what he does rather mm-hmm. than try to decipher it for myself. I, I just wanted to get that feel, if that makes sense. Yeah, you just wanted to know who he was, like, to his core. Not just, like, oh, the group that he's a part of, but, like, who he was as an individual. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So what did you find out? Well, I, I, found, out, I found out a lot about him. And, you know, he was, a, he, he was, he was French and he, had, um, he was raised in France and at a really early age. Um, he actually moved from... Um, from Israel, but he had been raised in France and in, in this specific town, there was just a small group of, uh, you know, Jewish, a small kind of group of Jewish people that even within the group, they weren't all of this, of the same sect or the same Orthodox, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. so, and, and I learned that kind of, you know, how he, in the beginning, he felt like an outsider. He felt like he wasn't, um, really welcomed, and how he's stuck around in this town because this specific group made him feel good. So, and, oh, and I was able to okay. relate to him on that in the sense, like not, yeah. not that, not that I, you know, went through the same thing that he did, but, but I know what it's like to, um, to be, you know, amongst a group that, that you feel comfortable, you know, um, and, and that, that's, that's kind of, that's one thing that really stuck out to me about him is that, you know, I kind of the connotation that I got was that a lot of people in this town were not, not fearful of them, mm-hmm. but they were kind of like, Oh, th- these people are maybe extreme or um, mm-hmm. they're a little weird. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, like they always hang out together. They always go to the store together uh, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And, and when I started talking to him, I started to see the comparisons in how him and I could have been relatable, but yet we were in a different circumstance, lived in a different country, um, yeah. different religion even. But, but I was able, it was good because I, I learned a lot from him um, about, you know, his, his struggles, but, but I, you know, we became friends and we're, you know, we're friends now to this day. Um, that was, that was really neat because, and, and the funny thing is that most of the things I was learning from him had very little to do with actual French culture. <laughs> it was right more about him and, and his, and his upbringing, but it was, it was really neat. It was really neat. Yeah. I just kind of wanted to touch on something that you said, which I found interesting. You know, you're talking with people, you know, in a different part of the world, different religious group, different beliefs, different everything, but you found something common. You both shared the same 
feelings, maybe, I guess, even though you both experienced different things and you were able to kind of, you know, you found that in common. Um, And I think we can all relate to maybe not being in a group where we feel accepted or comfortable uh, or, you know, I think we can all feel like that sometimes. That's very relatable. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, um, and it's neat because a lot of the people I speak to, um, especially Mm -hmm. as of late, especially, especially this year, um, a lot of the people that I speak to um, are a little controversial. They're a little, they're, they're maybe loud. They're maybe um, leaders or, or, or they maybe have um, a message that's, that can, you know, attract some people that really make upset some, you know, upset some people as well. So, and one of the things that I've learned about, you know, talking to some of the most really controversial people I've met ever <laughs> in, in, in my life is that I was able to share the same commonalities that I have with, you know, my, my best friend or, or my family or people that, I, that have known me for a long time and I've known them. Um, I was able, I was actually able to find something that we share in common, but we have the same goals, you know, happiness, prosperity, love right. like we, we want the same things in life um yeah it's just how you know we, we've chosen to to look at the world in a different way you are listening to what i like about you please remember to like follow and share like what you're saying we all have the same you know we all want those same things we all want love we all want to be to feel safe. We all want to achieve, you know, a healthy lifestyle. You know, we want to preserve this life and enjoy it as best we can and think about what we're leaving behind. So, you know, during all of your travels, it kind of leads me to this question, you know, you were talking about controversial people, um, you know, and, you know, interesting backgrounds and, you know, people who have views that are completely different from yours, but you're finding these commonalities. I I had a question about, you know, you traveled so much. Um, Where did you, where do you think you maybe found the most kindness in the world? Was it any, you know, one country or was it in any one person or in any experience that you had? Mm, okay. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, the most kindness, <clears throat> I think that I've found the kindest people or, or kindest to me. I found them in the places that I least expected. And from the people that I that I would least expect would be kind to me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can give you an example. <clears throat> yeah, sure. I, uh, I spoke to, um, his name is Mr. J, Mr. J Chin. He's a, a South Korean immigrant and he uh, lives here in the, the States. Now he's lived here now for since the seventies. Um, he started mm-hmm. a business and it grew. Then he started another business. He, he's been very successful here. Um, and he has children that have that were born here, and he was running for state senate here in uh, in the state in, in, in Arizona, mm-hmm. and he was a really really big uh, Trump supporter. 
and he was, you know, he, he would attend the rallies and he, and his own rallies that he was holding uh, were very big. They were very big. And I didn't necessarily agree on a lot of things that he did. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But I still wanted to talk to him because I still felt like not only was he someone who was fascinating, but at the same time, and especially in 2020, I really want to learn from the people that are different than me and the people that, you know, we disagree with each other because um, I really wanted to not just coexist, but I really wanted to try to comprehend why and what he wants in life. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great perspective and approach. I think that, you know, more often than not, uh, people focus on the contrast or they focus on the negatives or, you know, ways where we don't mesh and rather than really trying to get in someone's head and understand why they believe these things or why they support these things. You know, a person's life has a lot of different elements to that. And that kind of forms the choices that we make. And so I really, really like your approach. Um, I think it's really neat. I think more of us need to, should adopt that. What do you think, you know, you were talking about talking about talking to uh, different kinds of people and, you know, um, really like, you know, Trump supporters, things like that, people of different religious backgrounds. What do you think brings us together as humans? What do you think unifies us together? I think we're kind of almost there, kind of talking about it. It's just under Mm -hmm. the surface. But, you know, can you talk a little bit about that? Can you answer that for us? Absolutely. Um, I I think that it's just seeing people for who they are. You know, I remember I had a friend growing up who, you know, we would would play together. and, and, And this is... When I was probably now, you know, in middle school, that I remember, um, and I remember we'd play, and we were we were great friends, um, and I remember that, you know, months down the line, like it was close to the end of the school year, um, that I, you know, it was a, a like a end of the year celebration type of thing, and and our parents were there, and I met his parents, and I remember another friend told me, Oh, do you know who that is? I'm like, you know, pointing to, to my friend's dad. I go, I, no, I don't. He goes, Oh, he, he, he's in the news. He, he's, he's, he's a bad person. You don't want to, you don't want to talk to him. You don't want to associate with him. He's a bad person. And, and I, and I remember, and, and I may have been too young to really understand what was going on uh, or, or why. Yeah. Um, but I just remember mm-hmm. thinking, I'm like, well, why would that matter? He's still my friend. He he's nice to me. I'm nice to him. Like I, I, I don't know what his dad does and I don't know what his family does. Like, why would that matter? Right. And, and I remember right. that story and it's kind of stuck with me. Cause I, you know, I think, <clears throat> I think of that often. And I think, you know, um, if we can have a conversation with somebody who is different from us, somebody that disagrees with us uh, or vice versa, for the purpose of learning and for the purpose of just trying to understand them, um, we actually change mm-hmm. the world. I feel like Jonathan's given us so much to think about already. 
can you imagine how different the world would be if we all took the time to approach strangers the way he does? When we continue our conversation with him, we'll gain even more insight. Things really pick up in the second half, so you do not want to miss any of it.